Good morning. Show will start in 30 seconds. Show will start in 30 seconds. Welcome everyone to Everyone Doesn't Eat Everybody's Gumbo. Today's topic, we're going to have our concurrent guest, Kim Marshall, from Portal Housing in Little Rock, Arkansas. And today's topic, we're going to talk about COVID-19, but not as extensive COVID-19 compliance the police. We're going to talk about financial management of any crisis, if it's viral or virus or anything else. But also, too, we're going to talk about holding today. This, today is the, the premise of the day before Good Friday. We're talking about Holy Week and Easter uh, traditions for all families and all cultures background. You're listening. Everyone doesn't eat everybody's gumbo. Kim, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Jadrick. All the way from Little Rock, Arkansas with warm temperatures and full of sunshine. How are you? Man, doing okay, man. How you surviving out there on that on that? Planting all those uh, mustard greens and collards and, and, uh, and relishes, and you probably no, you you probably grow tomatoes and all kind of other flowers and all kind of stuff. So, what you growing this season? 
you know, I am working on all of those things. So nothing has produced yet, but there's some tomatoes and some lettuces out there so far. So we'll see what happens. We'll see oh, what man. happens. So, so is the soil, it's just, I mean, I don't know how y'all winter has, was, uh, has been in Little Rock, but has it got, has it about the soil for this, this season? And so I had a friend come till up a little section of my yard. And so mm -hmm. I use this mixture that I get from the uh, co-op and from the feed house to uh, treat my soil. And that's what I use to plant. So what the normal soil is, it's probably OK because we're in the south and the land is usually pretty rich here. But mm -hmm. I just add all of my other additives that they give me and make it work, make it do what it do. And it usually oh, produces man. a pretty good crop. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Even more so excited now that, uh, you know, we're at home and we don't don't want to get out, go to the grocery store. And it's something very rewarding about being able to open my back door and go out and pick my dinner for the for the day. It's just like mm, really cool. Man. So let me ask you a question. Just going back in time, your, right? I want to get all in your business and this may be kind of too personal for our listening audience. But uh -oh. let me ask uh -oh. you this question. Uh -oh. No, 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 uh -oh. no, 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 I just, okay. <laughs> so let's, so it's really, it's about, you know, your, your body, how your body processes different foods, different from eating processed foods and mass production, but based on your different backyard. So when you're eating, green leafy vegetables, whatever. Do you notice a difference what it does to your body when you buy it from the store and when you grow in your own? Do you have a better digestion, probiotics? And, you know, is it, does it feel better when you eat it, when you digest it? Do you notice a difference between the two from buying from the store and growing in your own backyard? Well, because this is so normal for me, and it's been oh, a while so since I've done yeah. the store-bought stuff, God. but to think back, yes, there is a huge difference. Uh, and as far as your digestive system is concerned, I know people that are not as regular, mm -hmm. like they don't digest no. and expel all of the foods that they've eaten in a run of a couple of days. And I'm thinking, who does that? Uh, that that has to set up some kind of something in your system. But to feel the food and to know that it's boosting your immune system, your brain mm -hmm. power, you, you're you not sluggish, you feel better. You know, when I go to the doctors, my numbers are all good and everything. Now, if someone were to see me, they would say, oh my gosh, are you serious? Because I am not what they call the idea BMI and all of that. But when I go to the doctor and the doctor tells me that all of my numbers are good, my cholesterol, my wow. blood pressure, my A1C, my all the the doctor only only thing the doctor tells me is like, okay, Kim, when are you gonna give me about fifty of those pounds? I'm like, you can have them. You can have them. So with this COVID nineteen being stuck in the house mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the time, you know, people will have the tendency to snack 
which is very yep. common because you're at home yep. and you just go to the refrigerator and snack. I saw a really funny post, Facebook post. They were like, refrigerator, you stay six feet away from me. <laughs> I need to social distance from the refrigerator. <laughs> but, you know, I just I don't buy all of the convenient snacks. And so they're not within reach. So if they're not there, I can't eat them. And so I just don't even buy them. Now, I will say that I am a single female. And so there's no children here and all that that I have to tend to to have those temptations. So I'm sure when someone has children and they're buying snacks for the children, then it poses a little bit of a different problem. But even to that, we should start our children young to eat healthy and they won't yep. crave that sugar. Sugar is the drug out there that is not often talked about. That it is such a drug that if you stop eating sugar, you will literally find yourself going through withdrawals. It's real. Yeah, that it's sugar real. is so real. And so I tried not to do that, but I, I walk every day. That's the highlight of my day since I'm working from home. I walk mm -hmm. every day. I'll try to walk two, two and a half, three miles a day. Just walk. Oh, that's good. I'm not, that's good. That's I'm good. not that's in no good. marathon. I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm not trying to walk at anybody else's pace. I put my headphones on and I just walk. Just walk. And it's so refreshing. It's, it's very refreshing, especially after being in the house all day. So that's the highlight of my day. So, yes, to go back to your question. Yes, I do notice a difference in my body and I notice a difference when I go to the doctor. And that's the best thing. And, and just to kind of segue into COVID-19, you know, the mm -hmm. numbers are saying that the African-American and my um, Hispanic populations, the minority populations are the hardest hit. And it's because we have these underlying medical issues already, the hypertension, the diabetes, the heart problems, the, you know, we, we are already ladled with those things. And so it makes us more apt to acquire this virus and not be able to fight it off as well as we should. So the number one thing for me to eat fresh and healthy is to build my immune system to be able to fight these kinds of things. I'm not saying that I'm going to be immune from them, but if I get it, it's not going to be because I didn't try take you out to like fight it. Like, yes. And, and it's and not I, that I didn't try and I didn't try to do some preventative things to fight it. So yeah, that so that's true. me. What that is about so you, true. sir? How, how are you, you know holding I mean? up? Man, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, I don't let stuff phase me. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I try to be as normal and carry my normal day like as much as possible. You know, is one thing about life. I tell people, I look at life is always going to be encompassed with challenges and and you know roadblocks and, and hurdles and everything else. It's how you make adjustments. A lot of times we sit as, as human beings and we watch football programming and basketball and sports programming. We always criticize the coach, you know, make that, put him out the game, put him in the game, put him out the game, put him in the game, you know, always coaching from the sofa. But we have to coach our lives through this and how you coach your lives. You make adjustments and then you do what's best for your family. But you don't live in fear because one thing about evil, fear over uh, fear trumps all 
if you allow it to compass in your, your all your daily paths and directions and decisions you make. You would never understand victory if you all you focus on fear. And that goes back to right now. I don't know if you saw the news this morning that another six and six, almost seven million people filed for unemployment claims last week. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly growing and growing and growing. And so this is now we got to start talking about having some some hard conversations. And I'm glad you on this broadcast, uh, this podcast this morning to talk about how you financial manage yourself throwing any type of course of of a virus of, a, of like this magnitude or any companies, because this virus is not going to just go away tomorrow. I mean, yes, it may go away in a couple of weeks for the outbreak of it. But I'm talking about the financial impact that it's going to have for many for the next couple of years, because companies and businesses are going to have to try to rebound hard and quick to make up the end of the first quarter and a good part of the second quarter losses. And a lot of times, they sometimes they might not be able to get them the raw goods and materials and goods in order to sell or provide to their customers and the bills they may piled on. And who knows if they can be able to survive. Because running a business is just like running your own personal finances. It's a budget. If you don't have a budget, and a budget sometimes could be a virtual budget, it could be in your mind, or it could be on paper. Of course, you know, Kim, I know you don't want to hear that. You know, you prefer it on paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? I'm yes. just sitting here trying to wait you, to ooh, jump in. No, bird. sir. You bother you. No, sir. You know, that reminds me. (laughs) Exactly. And that reminds me of back in the day when we had checkbook registers and people would not write down their checks. It's like, what are you doing? Well, I got it calculated in my mind. Uh, No, nobody's mind is that sharp. (laughs) Write that stuff down. Write it down. You need a visual. That's why I brought that up. And, uh, And so. That's one of the things to you know I want to talk about before I want to go to my favorite subject by Easter and discuss my Holy Week is talk about financial management during crisis because you know Kim we work we talked about this before in our previous podcast is that we both worked at Employer together a bank and um and a, a bank in Arkansas um, that uh, we worked at that they laid off a whole channel and when we mean a channel we talking about a channel is a whole division, a whole vertical. Take take you take one office building in you know in Seattle, Washington that has maybe about 250 employees relaxing for a division. Imagine that all gets shut down one day without any type of advance notice. And stage performance by doing it. And guess what makes the matters even unique? The week before Christmas. Okay? And called a mandatory meeting for everybody to attend and grandstand. This is why you have to, again, be proactive and by taking control of your life. Do not let an employer dictate your life. Don't let your job dictate your life. You dictate your employer. You dictate your job based on you being controlled. And this is why viruses like this and events like this that come in our lives make me start back and think. I, 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 run a, I run a small corporation, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't quit to just hire people just because it's cute and sexy and it's for my ego. You hire based on if you could better sustain it when times get rough. 
Could the worst thing that I ever participated is to let someone go. And knock on wood, I never laid off anybody when I was working. I never signed off on any layoffs. I've been laid off, but I never signed off on that because I know what it does to families. Because everybody's not disciplined enough, Kim, uh, and our listening audience, to be able to financially plan when true adversity comes. Because that's the true test of perseverance. Can you persevere through these times? And I'm not sure if if everyone is not disciplined enough or mm -hmm. if there's lack of knowledge, lack of information. That, that, you know, that's important. You just said, said, say it one more time again. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's often said that you know, financial or economics or any that's not taught in schools. And so if the parents don't really know, they didn't get the information and they weren't privileged to understand how all of this works, then how can they pass it on to their children? And so lack of knowledge is a big issue. And that's part of what we do as housing counselors is try to just teach basic financial literacy. It's not difficult. It's basic addition and subtraction. But more importantly, it is discipline. You have to abide by your budget. And I think the biggest misconception of a budget is that I'm poor if I have a budget. That, that's false. It's not about being rich or poor or anything. It's about being smart. It's about being informed. It's about directing your money in the direction it should go and not allowing your money to fuel you. I had relatives back in the day, and I probably still do, that literally would get paid and cash their paychecks at the local store, whether that was a package store, if you will, <laughs> if it was the it's grocery store, store or the that's neighborhood store. That's called the liquor store. Wine and spirits package. Let me ask you a question about the liquor store. I call it a liquor store. Uh, most Americans call it wine and spirits uh, or the happy house. My question to you, how did liquor store had all that cash? How did they, they get all, all that cash? Checks. Yeah, it's a cash out those checks. Well, so working at the bank, there was a package store, liquor store around the corner, <laughs> and they uh, knew the days that people would get paid and they would literally come into the bank and they would get the cash to sustain those paychecks. You know, the paychecks were usually three or four hundred dollars and they would come in and get a, several thousand dollars to actually be able to cash those paychecks but there was a fee to cash those paychecks and they knew if you came in there to cash your check, they were going to charge you 10 15 dollars off the top you don't miss that because you figure uh, i got three or four hundred dollars it's not a big deal then you're going to purchase something while you're there Ooh, yes. They even got creative enough where they started keeping more things than just the liquor of your choice. They would ca carry household things, some houses. So you just go in there and kind of browse around and shop because they knew 
the things that you wanted. They knew that you wanted some skins to drink your beer with, you know, <laughs> they so knew true. that you wanted some um, sliced luncheon meat that they could slice. And so you can make a sandwich. You needed bread for that sandwich. And who was winning? You know, it's almost mm. like one of the major corporations today that's headquartered here in Arkansas that I think has a huge impact on why Arkansas has not implemented amid COVID-19 the stay-at-home uh, mandate because everyone goes to this store and they buy everything. So when they get that $1,200, they know that at least $800 is going back to them. And so because of that, the stores have not, we have not been issued a stay at home order. We are one of seven states that has not issued a stay at home order. I just oh, so, thought I would throw wow. that in. That's, that's a so, little bit so, of a key so, for me. So, so, so you're telling me that I can drive into El Dorado right now at a Cracker Barrel and I, or Texarkana, I could eat a Cracker Barrel inside with my biscuits and my jam and my honey right now with no problems? No, you cannot. But what I am saying is that the headquarters of a major corporation is in the state of Arkansas. Of course. And the biggest retailer in the world. Head, exactly. And because of that, that headquarters is here, our governor has not issued a stay-at-home order. I believe that that is a political uh, good old boy issue. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to issue a stay at home order because then the people can't come to my store. There's nothing else for them to do. So they just come in there and walk around and buy stuff and just whatever. They feel like they need all of this stuff and they really <laughs> don't, but they're buying it, it and it's feeding my bottom line. And when I looked at the stocks this morning, their stock is one of the few stocks that's soaring amid COVID-19. Yes. yes. It's like, oh, okay. In yeah, anything that's essential is kicking butt right now. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Anything that's not important. And those are the people. And those are the people that are going to prosper amid COVID nineteen. They're 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 going to see profit from COVID nineteen, no doubt. Where everyone yeah. else may suffer a financial loss, they're going to have huge financial gains. And it's going to come down from that $2.2 trillion that the government is dividing out to folks, the little kibbles and bits that they're giving to people to say, okay, hey, we're going to give you this. So it's a really interesting time, really interesting time. Yeah. And I think I just kind of varied off of the subject, but. No, no, just hang, no, no. hang with is, me, uh, people. Hang with me. Oh no, man! This is Kim Marshall of Inaffordable Housing, Little Rock, Arkansas. She's a certified HUD counselor, and her services is to provide uh, all individuals, regardless of income levels, regardless of who you are and where you come from, uh, the opportunity to to get into a home. This is the right way. Not going to a your realtor who would turn you over to some dude or you know that 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 fix your credit and then like that. No, nah, that. Fixing your credit doesn't change behaviors. What changes behavior is when you go do counseling and it help you, and not just to get into the home, but it help you to maintain it. I always say this rule: anybody can buy a house, but it takes it, but it takes a lot to maintain a home. And I say that clear.
That's a song. Luke, you remember that song? You, you remember, you know, a house is not a home. House, house is not a home. That brings back some memories back to you, my friend. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Way yes. too many memories. Whoa, they oh, just flooded my, my mind. <laughs> oh my lord! I hope there's not no PTSD moment, but but like I said, no, you know, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. okay, just make it show. Just make it show. Make it show. But you know, and and that's the thing about you know again going through this uh, crisis we're right now. Uh, it just again, you know, pay you. And I'm, I'm just gonna tell you this, and you know, is that number one, if you lost your job and you're in a field, you, you lost your job and you're running out of savings. Number one, I will encourage you go ahead and keep cash is key. Okay, reach out if you have a mortgage. Reach out to your servicer. Start talking some arrangements. Do not commit and sign off on any documents whatsoever until you talk to a a certified HUD counseling agency. They working, they're home, reach out to them. And make it sure the fact that that agreement is put on the back end of the loan, not with, at three, three to four months from now, okay? Read the paperwork. Just because they tell you that's one thing, it was in black and white, it's everything. That's the first thing. If you're a gainful employer and you've never been a reduction of hours of income, Man, you maintain your life as business as usual. Just take, just do some stuff around your house. Paint, paint some stuff. Move some furniture around. Redecor your house. Make your home beautiful. Clean the, the nits and gritties and the baseboards in your house. Spend some time to redevelop your house. But also, too, this is a time to start looking at your finances on how you're going to streamline your budget and put some in a way. Fill up your portfolio. You know, and and let's go back to the first one example. If you lost a job, okay, car notes, credit cards, call all your 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 creditors, let them know what's going on, see what type of range you made, and these are the tiers. I've always said pay all your bills on time, but when crises get tough, your first part is a roof over your head, your mortgage and your rent is the first thing you need to take care of. before you take care of anybody else. Take care of where you lay your head at. The second thing, your your transportation, your auto loan, make sure that you have means of transportation. Pay for that. That's your that's your one B. OK, everything else, credit cards and, and anything else, because guess what? A car and a home that can be taken from you. Those are secure opportunities that can be taken from you at any given time. But credit cards and those items that could be that could be a case by case situation. If you got to make the minimum payment plus twenty dollars, do so. You know what I'm saying? At least try to protect yourself because, again, this situation is temporary. It's going to go away eventually in a matter of a couple of days, weeks from now. It's going to go away. You don't want to become an everlasting impact. And don't go with people tell you, oh, girl, if you put that on your credit report, they're not going to care. She, excuse my language. OK, we care. So and don't so let that let, let me in. You're right. And let me interject there. Uh, mm -hmm. You're saying to call your folks and that that may work i'm going to highly encourage you exactly i'm going to highly encourage you to go online most folks i have gone to several sites uh to different financial institutions they have a covid 19 
response page and everything mm. that you need to know about that. You could go in and complete it online. I would highly encourage you to do that. I would also encourage you to do a screenshot of your completed uh, form, whatever they ask you to do. So you will have your documentation because let's let's be fair here. They are inundated with calls and emails and uh, website uh, hits. I mean, it's just ridiculous, I'm sure, as to the volume that they are trying to uh, take care of. So be a little patient, I will say that, because everyone is trying to get into their lenders and, and talk about it. So go to their website, see what they have out there and complete it online. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you've lost your job, please, please, please apply for unemployment. And that's mm -hmm. what it's there for. The benefit is there for you if you lost your job. The government has been, I will say, a little generous with un, uh, unemployment benefits, which I think is a plus, is that they're adding an additional amount on top of what your regular pay is. So take advantage of that. If yes. you don't need it, if you don't need it, Start a savings with that. Start putting yes. some money away, as Dedrick just said. Start putting some away just because you're getting it. it and let's talk about that $1,200 stimulus money. If you get mm. that $1,200 stimulus don't money and you don't it. really need it, that's a start save for savings. Save that's it. a start for savings. Do not feel like, yeah, it's spring. And Dedrick is going to talk about Easter and he's going to get Peter Cottontail and he's going to get his whole Easter flock. And <laughs> oh, he probably has love. a Peter he probably has a wow. lime green uh, linen wow. suit that he's going to wear with a wow. pink and lime green and yellow wow. bow tie with his straw Kango hat. I can already see it. <laughs> his Easter uh, I'm a, outfit. I'm going I'm, I'm to go better. I'm going to go better. What I got for Easter, I got. I have forgot. I'm going to bring my old Old Kappa outfit. I got a red jacket, red can of cane jacket with my red plaid Tommy Hilfiger pants. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My nice crisp white starch shirt, dress shirt with some, some can of cane cufflinks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and my nice, you know what I'm saying, bow tie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There now, we that's, go. That's real. See, that's real. That's, that's real. Um, you know, and or I break out the pink, the pink or the yellow sports uh, uh, sports jacket. Oh, yeah. There's many ways to that Easter get. And, and like you said, I mean, it made a lot and clear is that, you know, you get twelve hundred dollars. If you if you're considering in buying a home, you're considering making major purchases, man, put that twelve hundred dollars into an interest, high interest bearing account and let it ride and, and put it where that you have no access to it unless you got to go through some hoops. Put it away. Because guess what, guys? You never know what can happen. You never know, regardless if it's virus or if it's economically, because again, again, impacts, it took two years for us to feel the impact of the financial crisis. This took two weeks. And then we go into election year and, you know, we, we do have now a we now yesterday afternoon started the beginning of the general election. You know, and, you know, if if Joe Biden wins the you know presidency, we're going back to Obama policies. That's a given. 
And it's almost like 2008 all over again. It's going to be some stimulus. It's going to be some other opportunities. But we now have to focus on industries that's vibrant. And But we have a lot of folks that's in the, that's in the workforce. One of the people in the workforce that haven't got out is the baby boomers. A lot of baby boomers still working. They haven't, they haven't run, they haven't left. And then you got Generation X and, uh, no, Generation Z, excuse me, Generation Z. Mm-hmm. That's our kids' generation. And then you have the millennials that are in the market. And with all these layoffs going to happen right now, I'm going to just hate them more. Everybody, I'm going to be honest, I've seen these trends happen. Everybody's on the chopping block. And wages are going to go down. Wages were picking up big time, Kim. The wages about to go down hard because employers going to feel like, hey, you know, you're going to be thankful you got a job. So when exactly. I get Bernie Sanders yesterday, and, you know, talking about, hey, you know, well, you know, um, I want to make sure that everybody get fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I would love to see everybody get fifteen dollars an hour. As you are not mocking him, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we talking about a virus, and this dude talking about pay raises, and right. you know, just and people losing their damn job, and he talking about pay raises. It's just like we talking about playoffs. That's the reason why he's bowed out of the yes, race. We, we talking about playoffs, and we can't win regular games. We talking about practice and mm-hmm. practice. What we, why are we talking about practice? We need to talk about games. Same thing is like, man, you got to be in touch. It's about job creation. Now, wages are going to come if these companies do well. And let me give you a little tidbit. If you never took a business class in high school and college, salaries and compensation takes a third. That's always the, the budget. 33 and 34% goes into wages. So if a company make $100,000 in gross sales, $33,000 need to go into wages. That's it. So when you work for that business and you ever ask them, man, how much did y'all gross last year? And they say, man, we gross a million dollars. So $330,000 should have been appropriated into wages. That's the standard. And so always realize that the people who, who make who run the business, a lot of most of the time they don't get a check. They don't, they don't get a check every two weeks. They have to make sure payroll is done. Make sure everybody's fed before they get any money. So running a business is a hard job. It's hard. It's hard work. It don't stop. So thank the people who hired you. Thank the people who give you an opportunity. Thank the people who give you a paycheck. Yes, I know politicians out there tell you a lot of things just for sound bites and just to score political points. But the reality is that, hey, you know, I understand these people are struggling just as much as you, you know, so keep that in mind. So let's go back to this Easter thing you talked about. So I'm assuming you delayed that with a hat, huh? You wear a big hat? Absolutely not. Oh Absolutely Lord. not. I have oh, never geez. been a hat person. My mom oh, my never Lord. made us wear those little bonnets or anything. No, no, I'm not a hat person. No hats, yeah. Not a hat person. But, you know, interestingly enough, for about the last 10 years, I have not been going to church on Easter Sunday. So in Arkansas, we have oh, because it's a, a, a river. river. 
Yeah. Well, no, we have the river and we have sunrise service, a community sunrise service on the river. It is the coolest thing ever. So wow. we have uh, an interfaith sunrise service and it usually mm-hmm. draws about, you know, up to five, six, eight thousand people. Wow. And we're in the park. The backdrop is the river. The sun is rising. And we have these choirs. We have wonderful uh, gospel choirs. We have uh, Christian choirs. We have folks from every denomination. And it lasts about an hour and a half or so. It is the best thing ever. And for about the last 10 years, that's what I've done. So I'm going to miss that this year. Uh, You know, you take your lawn chair, you dress casually because you're in the park and you just really enjoy the worship service and you feel it's something about that connection with nature and to see that sunrise and the the music and and the speakers and we're all talking about the resurrection it is just a very very good way to bring in easter for me so that's what I've that done nice. for the last 10 years. So I don't have to have my Easter flock. So I haven't bought an Easter dress and all of that <laughs> good stuff in over a decade, which works well for me, works well for me. So I'll leave that up to you to have on all of your, um, you say oh, red, I, I don't on, believe, it's gonna, I don't believe you're going to wear your, I don't believe you're going to wear your cap of red. I think you're going to wear some lime green. Ooh, lime green linen. That sounds man. about right. Lime green, man. a leisure suit at that. <laughs> man, folks gonna get man. These churches gonna get their feelings hurt this Easter, man. It's like it's gonna be online. I don't know how they are gonna collect tithes and offerings. I, that's what I've been more worried about. These churches. They got this one church, not too far where I grew up in Baton Rouge. You know, I mean, he cutting up and making people go to his church, and and I feel sorry for our non-denominational churches because. Is like, you know, when you're in the department denomination, if you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, full gospel, Catholic, you 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 have to comply with orders. Pastors got bosses. Okay. And then they don't comply right, they get kicked out and they go start their own church at a shopping center and, and, and retail shop and roll from there. But, you know, those guys comply and they have different contingency plans, but these non-denominational churches, man, it's rough. The struggle is real. That's a business for now. So I like to know, man, how do you survive it? You know, you and the friends who run these non-denominational churches, how do you survive in this environment? You know, most of the folks that I know, they are not talking about their survival. Most of them, which I can truly appreciate, they're just trying to instill some hope. And let folks know that, hey, this is not the end of the world. This too shall pass. So we haven't gotten into the financial part of it, but I'm sure there are some um, some financial concerns because most folks will not you know, they're not going to give their tithes and offering if they're not literally there. Uh, So, yeah, I'm sure the financial concerns are there. I'm sure they're there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thankful that folks are not putting as much emphasis on that. And they really are trying to instill hope in folks. You know, back in the day, the church was always the pillar of the community and everything surrounded the church. The church. And, and, mm-hmm, everything surrounded that's the so church. True. And, and that was the go to. But that's not so true today. The church is not the 
not the pillar of the community for many, 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 many reasons, which I, I won't go down that rabbit trail. But yeah, so no, I haven't heard that. So I'm very thankful to see that folks are really trying to implement some hope and, and make folks lean on their faith during this time. I will say that there were several churches here, and I'm sure that it has happened across the country, that they literally had disposable communion uh, cups and the bread and the wine and all of that. They had the little disposable communion packet that they were literally taking to folks' houses and leaving them on their doorstep so they could all have a communion in unison on last Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday, uh, via Zoom. So I thought that was pretty cool. That that was like, okay, I can get down with that. That was pretty cool. So I got a quick question for you. What are you cooking for Easter? Well, again, you know, I am in a totally different position than a lot of people. So I'm here floating, doing my thing all by myself. So I don't have to prepare anything for Easter. So it'll be whatever I decide. And I haven't even decided what I may do. I may uh, go get some fresh salmon from the um, seafood store. <laughs> uh-huh. And... <laughs> And probably throw it on the grill, maybe. And other than that, that's kind of where my mind is leaning towards. What I will have with that, I'm not real sure. I love fresh grilled salmon with creamed spinach. And so it may be that, or I may make a broccoli salad. I really like broccoli salad. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. What, what are you preparing, sir? Man, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'll, listen, I'll listen honest. If you uh, contact me at 281-636-3638, I'm balling two sacks of crawfish on tomorrow, okay? Um, and so uh, if you want some crawfish, you can fly to Houston. Um, I give you my phone number, and you come as no contact. I'm going to give you two pounds of crawfish, corn, potatoes, some sausage in a bag. And you take it, and you find you a park somewhere. I would not recommend this eating in the car. Uh, I will reckon because it's going to your crawfish, your crawfish will smell like crawfish. I would tell you to go to a park uh, or, you know, or get your hoodie or vehicle to get out and start eating. It. Trust me, why it's still hot. Um, that's what I'm doing for Good Friday. Uh, use a tradition. I've always barbecued um, on Good Friday, on Saturday after Good Friday. Um, and then uh, Sunday uses the, is the, the leftovers from the barbecue. Um, so this year, I don't think I'm doing too much anything. Uh, I make barbecue. Um, I just have to be the move forward. Um, but other than that, man, just really just resting and, and just enjoying this just time and relaxation and, you know, and just reflection. And, you know, and, and that that concludes why I love Easter, because Easter is is the, you know, is the end of, of course, the end of winter. And it's the I, I love I love I love the spring. And it gives a time of reflection and spending time with family, understand with family. And, you know, and one of the things about, you know, that what people don't understand that you have a lot of people who are not mentally stable right now in these times. This is when you need to get connected to God. You need to connect to the family. You need to connect to some type of higher dimension in your life and realize that he is always is in control. But it's based on what you feel that was the most in control. Control is based on love, love of family, love of people. And like I said earlier in the broadcast, don't allow fear overtake you. We will overcome this. You know what I'm saying? But realize that in life, that life is all about your journey. 
and your destination and make it with a purpose. And that is what the reflection of why the man that we that that Haisa celebrated is celebrated because of the resurrection of Christ. He laid on two pieces of wood over over two thousand years ago in on, on, Cal, on Calvary. In Cal, you know, Calvary. And when he got laid on two pieces of wood, he died for all of our sins. He forgave us because he could allow God to put this earth on fire and it would have been totally destroyed. But his love manifested. So if you're questioning God right now, you question all these things right now, you know, don't question it. Sometimes things happen for a reason because it allowed people to come back as family. It brought people back to the home. Your family is not the bar down the street. Your family is not the people you hang out right around the corner. Your family is the people in your own house. Blood's thicker than water. So I just hope that this event that's happening right now teaches us that love, family, is everything. Kim, any final thoughts? Yeah, I do want to say that depression and mental illness is real. And if you feel like you are on the verge of breaking, please seek uh, attention. Please seek help. You can do it online. They have Zoom services online that you can certainly utilize if you feel like you're at that breaking point. So, yes, please get help. Happy Easter. Uh, lime green suit and all. Enjoy. No, no, you need to wear that big hat. I need you to wear that big hat. I need you to wear that big hat. Oh, well, well, for the next thing, are y'all having, are, are they, did they cancel that, that the Easter uh, event on the Rebel this year? Are they Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, they did. Absolutely. They did. So, yes, so they I did. mean, I'm assuming, so you're going to so you have your own Easter version on your backyard with uh, with some water crackers absolutely. and some, uh, grape juice? Mm hmm. With the rabbits and the deer. Yes. With the rabbits and the deers, okay. All right. Well. Yep. That's hey, gonna Kim, be my. That's, that's those are gonna be my my fellow congregants that day. <laughs> the, the, the blood of the body. Oh, bro, that's what I'm talking about, man. Everyone wish everyone a wonderful Easter, Kim. As always, thank you for here. Again, continue to follow us. We on Spotify and as well as iTunes. Thank you for making this podcast as possible. We here to provide the knowledge, support, and most important, we do this by having fun at the same time. Kim, much love to you. Love you so much. Everyone have a great Easter. Stay, stay blessed. Again, we wish we shall overcome. Take care and have a great day. Be safe.